Hello and welcome to the Brave Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Jade, and welcome back if you're joining me again after listening to my first episode. Or if this is your first time joining me, hello and welcome. I have just popped the kettle on to boil myself a chamomile tea. I am one of those grandmas who absolutely loves herbal teas. If you drink tea, you will know that there is nothing a good cup of tea cannot fix. If you are sad, have a cup of tea. If you're angry, have a cup of tea. If you want to wake up, have a cup of tea. When I was a little girl, my nana used to make me cups of black tea, you know, a bit of full cream milk. That has really changed over the years. I don't drink full cream milk anymore. I don't think my stomach or my digestive system would allow for it. But I do drink a lot of herbal teas. They're just, I have like four or five different herbal teas a day. I literally live off them. They're part of the reason why I think I stay so hydrated. But it's definitely the nana in me. I went through, I would say, a bit of a party stage when I was in my early, early 20s. I'm talking 20, even 19. But I got over that pretty quickly. I am one of those people that loves nothing more than getting into bed clean in my pajamas and just chilling with a cup of tea. Big late nights are just not my thing anymore. And I'm lucky to stay out past, oh my God, 12 a.m. I admire people who can continue to stay out and have the energy well into their 20s, even 30s, but that is not me. So today I have two questions that I'm going to be responding to, and I'm really excited to explore them and really assist the people that have written in, come to a place of empowered awareness, and hopefully get some insight into how they can view and handle the issues that they're having differently to how they have been. The first question I have today is around friendships, female friendships in particular. I pride myself on being someone who is a good friend. I always try to make the effort to remember what people have going on in their lives, but I'm also not somebody that needs to speak to my friends every day or hang out with them every day in order to affirm that we are still friends. In all my relationships, I try to treat people with love, respect, honesty, and compassion. And I expect the same in return. But there have definitely been times in my life where I have behaved in ways that weren't reflective of the person I was inside. I would gossip about friends, bitch about friends, and even at times give into peer pressure and feel like, well, everyone else is talking about her this way or treating her this way, so I have to as well. In my 20s, That just has not been something that I've wanted to engage in at all. I really live by the motto that if you aren't prepared to say something or to say those words to that person's face, then why are you saying it? I also feel that it's a pretty big flag when you have friends that are bitching about their other friends. And this is something that I have definitely been exposed to. And it's a really good indication 
of how they will talk about you. There's a lot of things that I have experienced in female friendships over my life, some amazing, some not so great, but I've really come to a place in my life now where I am so impressed and proud of the women I surround myself with. I purposely do not engage in drama and I'm really not interested in being friends with people where you connect over gossip or over a mutual dislike for people or friends that are based on superficial things in common. There needs to be a deeper connection for me. That's a little spiel about me and just some of the lessons I've learnt over time with friendships. I have so many stories which I'm sure I will get into with you over the course of this podcast. I do want to highlight that if you're in a place where your friendships aren't that positive or fulfilling, you need to become the friend you want to be first. So if you're wanting a change, don't expect the people you know to change around you. It's not going to happen. You need to be the first one. You need to embody the qualities, the traits, and behave in the ways that you would like in a friend. So the first question says, I have grown up with a group of girlfriends who until recently I thought I would be friends with forever, but lately I've noticed they can be quite mean to me. They belittle me, leave me out, and it feels like I'm in high school again. My life has taken a bit of a different direction to them, and I am happy where I am in my life and career. I am also in a great relationship, but I'm afraid if I walk away from them, I will have no one. I really like this question and there's a few parts, so I'm going to break it up. Growing up with people and then remaining friends, that's a fantastic thing. If you've gone to school with a group of people and continue to be friends with them, that's awesome. But it's also really common and really okay if you grow apart from those people. When we're at school, it's so easy to remain friends because you see each other every day. There is literally no effort you need to make in order to see your friends. As adults, you need to take those steps and actually make the time because you don't have the time. So if a friendship isn't fulfilling or it doesn't really have much substance left in it, it's very easy that these friendships fall by the wayside because there's nothing sustainable within them. What you're referring to, it sounds like these friends are behaving like people who are not friends. And it's even like they are bullying you, which is really horrible. I suppose you need to really take a good look and think, okay, is there potentially a reason why they may be treating you in this way. Now, there is no reason for anyone to ever be nasty. And I think it's such a cowardly way, I'm going to say, of communicating to someone that you were pissed off. And this really goes for everyone. If you're upset with someone, be direct and let them know. You don't need to be rude, short, or definitely not mean to communicate your unhappiness. And it really depends on what your relationship with these girls is like and how much you feel you want the friendship. And if you do, and if you are still invested in this friendship, I would be actually directly asking them, hey, I've noticed that you're treating me a little bit differently lately. Have I done something wrong? 
Have I done something to upset you? And I don't know how many of them there are. You say that there's a group of girlfriends, but maybe turning to the person you were closest with in that group and asking them directly because there may be something that's gone on that they are unhappy with. And no, while it's not the most mature way to communicate with you about that, you can definitely ask and see where it goes from there. I do want to highlight It's okay to walk away from relationships that you have a long history with. I've had friendships for many years that have drifted or dissolved on their own and others that I have made the conscious choice to walk away from. I remember particular friends in high school seeing certain traits within them and I would think at the time, they're not the kind of people I want to be surrounded by. They don't display the traits of someone that I want in a friend. This can be really hard to discern, especially when we consider them our only friends. And if we walk away from them, we will literally have no one. But the world is full of people. There are endless amounts of people for you to meet to get along with, to have fun with. And this applies for dating too, the whole concept of there's just one potential partner out there for you. That's a load of fucking bullshit. There are so many potential people. And I don't mean that every single person that you could potentially be with is going to be the perfect person for you or your forever person, your forever friend. But there are plenty of people that you can meet get along with and become friends with. Some friendships do last a lifetime. I have a couple of really good friends who I've been friends with for many years and I hope they continue on for the rest of my life. I also have newer friendships that I've only been friends with for 12 months, two or three years. And they are people that I really, really love having in my life. But am I naive enough to think that they will all last forever? No, I'm not because I know that people go in different directions. People move countries. People are at different stages in their life, which is completely natural and completely okay. And sometimes those friendships come with you and sometimes they don't. In your particular situation, if your group of friends are simply being nasty to you because they just have decided they're going to be nasty to you, you really need to prioritize yourself and your needs. It sounds like you are in a bloody good place in your life. You said you're really happy in your life, your career. You're obviously in a very healthy relationship. There are already so many great heights you are reaching. You don't need a group of bitchy girls dragging you down, being nasty to you. So don't be afraid to prioritize yourself and walk away from friendships that add no value to your life. You really need to decide if you want these people in your life. If you do, have a conversation, see what's going on, see if something can be worked out and definitely voice how you are feeling because they may not be aware of it. Although I have to say, if it's new behavior, they probably are aware and there's probably a reason why they're doing it. So definitely have a conversation with them, but do not hang around because you're afraid of having no one. 
to meet new friends as an adult, you literally need to put yourself out there. I have met a number of new girlfriends in the last year just by going out and doing new things, trying new things. I met a couple of girls at a bar meetup thing we went to from a podcast Facebook group. I met another friend at a sound healing and just by engaging in settings and circumstances that I liked and Of course, when you do that, you're bound to meet people that you have things in common with. It's not as easy as going to school every day and just hanging out with the people you know. You need to actually put yourself out there, get talking to new people and just make the most of any opportunities you have to meet new people. Don't be afraid of having no one. And it's sometimes when we go through those periods in our lives where we actually feel like we're completely alone in the world, that new things can come to the surface. We can get better ideas on the kinds of people we want to surround ourselves with. Because if these people are dragging you down and making you feel like shit, they are not worth your time, your energy, or your friendship. Seriously, life is way too short to spend it with people who make you feel like crap. So try talking to them and see what the hell is going on. But if that's not worth it for you and you just want to do the slow fade, put yourself in new situations with new people, do that. You have every single reason and right in the world to. History is not a good enough reason to remain friends with someone who treats you like shit. In fact, there is no good enough reason to remain friends with someone who is nasty to you, who belittles you, or purposely leaves you out. You are here for a short time period on earth, and you want to make sure you're spending it with somebody who raises you higher and makes you feel like a damn good person, because you are. All right, let's dive into question number two. How do I deal with a toxic parent? I love my mum, but she is so negative and is an energy vampire. I didn't have a great childhood, but I know my mum loves me. However, she often guilt trips me and makes me feel like a shitty person for saying no. I'm about to have my first baby and I want her in my life and in his, but not in a huge way. I find it really fascinating the kinds of things that we tolerate or accept because somebody is family, whereas if it were a friend or a partner, we're much more willing to walk away. And I think it is an indication of what those blood bonds do. This relationship sounds like it's calling for some pretty strong boundaries. You obviously know your mum better than anyone, so you probably know what her future behaviour is going to be like. You are aware that she's negative, you called her an energy vampire. It's probably best to settle into the fact that she will always be like this. Yes, people can and do change, but people only change when they believe there is something wrong with their behaviour. They don't do it because someone else wants them to. They do it because they know they need to change. So I would get into a place of acceptance that this is who your mum is, if you haven't already, and just coming to a place within yourself that if she is negative, 
if she's angry, if she's cynical, whatever it may be, that is probably who she will always be. The most powerful thing about coming to that realization is deciding what you want to do about it. And it's so amazing that you have the insight to recognize what she's like and have the intention to raise your son in a different way, because that's how family patterns change. My mum did that for me in my childhood. Mum grew up in not the best circumstances and she really intended to pave a different way for my brother and I. It's such a powerful thing when someone in a family has the ability to recognise that and change it. So I just want to acknowledge what you were doing for your son and really making that intention to be different from your mother. I guess you need to decide how often you want to see your mum and in what capacity do you want her in your life. So it's going to call for some pretty big boundaries. This may be limiting the amount of time you spend with her. When you're with her, are you spending hours or do you limit it to an hour? Are you seeing her every week? Or maybe is it better to see her once a month, once every three months, six months? And these are things that only you can answer, but you cannot change her. You can only change the relationship that you have with her or the amount of time that you see her. You say that she often guilt trips you, makes you feel like a shitty person for saying no. This is where those boundaries need to come into play. Now, your mum may not like it. And if she's already guilt tripping you for saying no, so you are, in other words, trying to put a boundary in place and she makes you feel bad. It's saying things like, I need you to respect my decision. Otherwise, I can't continue to see you or I'm not going to be able to do this for you. It can be really hard. And just in my recent women's circle, we had a conversation about boundaries and the guilt that comes with it. Putting a boundary in place that we know is going to impact on someone and upset them and maybe even cause conflict. And it's the reason why a lot of us don't do it because we're afraid of igniting an argument where it can just be easier to pretend like things are okay and just get on with it. I believe that boundaries can be set in a kind and loving way. They don't need to be rude. You don't need to be aggressive going into it. And you don't need to do it in the heat of an argument either. You can set them well before that happens. It sounds like your mum may not respect what you have to say. And this is where you really need to be firmer. And if she continues to guilt trip you or push against your boundaries, that's when we begin to say things like, if you aren't going to respect what I've asked you, then I cannot continue to see you. Or I'm going to have to limit the amount of time you spend with my son, whatever it may be, dependent on the situation. And then we stick to it because many of us try and set boundaries and we don't stick to it. And we do ourselves a disservice because we know what we need. We know what would be of benefit to us. And yet we continue to allow someone else to have power over our lives. I like to ask myself the question, am I putting my mental health first or theirs? It is not your responsibility to put someone else's mental health first at the sacrifice of your own. I do want to add that there are some relationships where putting someone else's mental health first is warranted. For example, your child or your partner partner. 
And we do need to give them our strength, our resilience to help them through a really tough period. But for the majority of relationships where there is someone dependent or reliant on you that you have given them a lot of support and help for, and they continue to ignore your advice, disrespect your support or your boundaries, that is when we need to start putting ourselves first. Your needs, your happiness, your energy is important as well. And that needs to be maintained. You're about to have a baby. You want to be able to raise this baby in a way that you probably weren't raised in. If your mother respects you, she will respect your boundaries. And if she is disrespecting either, then you can choose to do what you'd like with the relationship. It doesn't mean you need to cut someone off cold, but it may mean limiting the time you spend with them or the amount you speak to them. And that is perfectly okay because you deserve to be happy. Just like the other question I answered earlier in this episode, we do not need to allow people to treat us like crap or make us feel like crap. We don't need to engage in those relationships. Friend, family, partner, it is up to us to decide what we want to allow into our lives. That is something that only you can be responsible for. I was only having a conversation with my mum the other day about her relationship with her father and when she goes to see him, she often leaves feeling quite drained and like she's not in a good headspace. We had a similar discussion around setting boundaries and her having to cut him off when he brings up a topic or starts saying things that she knows is triggering for her. And it can be as simple as saying, I'm not interested in discussing this right now. I don't want to have this conversation. I would prefer to speak to you about other things. We can make it really simple and some people aren't going to like it, but it is the only way our relationships with people can change if they are behaving in ways that are overstepping our boundaries. And until we speak about it and let them know, they're not mind readers. They can't possibly know what it is that we need until we tell them. On a more woo-woo side of things, I really suggest saging yourself before and after being in your mother's space and carrying a black tourmaline with you. I will often carry a black tourmaline with me when I'm out in public. Sometimes I sleep with it next to me. It is the most powerful negative energy absorber and it's an absolutely beautiful, dark, inky stone. It's just a very grounding stone as well. So I really suggest you carrying something like that on you. Also doing some energy clearing meditations. There's a lot on YouTube after you've been in her presence presence. Things like this on a vibrational energetic level really help when we are around energy vampires or even in environments that simply drag us down. So I really encourage you to do things like that. Don't be afraid to protect yourself on a mental, emotional and spiritual level when you are around your mother. It can be hard to come to the realization we need to do this when it's regarding people that we do love, 
But sometimes they're the ones that impact us the most because we have those stronger bonds. We have that blood relation. We have similar DNA to that person. So of course they are going to impact us more deeply than a stranger or a new friend. It's going to be a much heavier weight to hold and we need to be able to discern when it is becoming too much so that our energy field, our mental field can be clear enough for the other responsibilities and relationships that we have in life. Guilt is a wasted emotion. You have no reason to feel guilty. We make ourselves feel guilty when we put these unwritten rules or expectations on ourselves that we should be doing something when really the only thing we need to be doing is putting ourselves first and prioritizing our happiness because when we do that, we can give more to others. Remember, you get to decide what kind of relationship you have with your mother. You may not be able to control what she does or doesn't do, but that doesn't matter because you have the ability to have the kind of relationship with her that you want. And that goes for anyone who may be dealing with a toxic parent or family member that they can't necessarily remove from their lives or even if you're not wanting to remove them from your lives, but you're wanting to limit the amount that you engage with them or you're wanting to reduce your relationship with them to a manageable level. You have the ability to do that and you don't need to feel guilty about it. I hope you enjoyed this second episode of the Brave Girl podcast. If you have a question that you would like me to answer, send it through DM me at Wake Up by Jade Renee. I absolutely love being able to analyze and really get to the crux of what is going on for you. I really feel that anything in life can be looked at from a place of higher consciousness. We don't have to drop down into drama or stay engaged in relationships that are bringing us down. We don't even need to leave relationships that are dragging us down because we have the ability to change anything in our reality based on what we choose to think and based on what we choose to do. We have so much more power within us than we give ourselves credit for but we need to be the ones with the power in our own lives rather than flailing about as victims. This is something that we all do. I always pull myself up when I'm in that victim mentality. It's a natural response, but it is up to us to move away from that and step into what is possible. As I said, if you've got a question, DM me at Wake Up by Jade Renee, and I cannot wait to explore more of your questions in upcoming episodes. Best of luck to the two people who wrote in their questions, and I will speak to you all very soon. Bye.